0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are once again live down here in the Barricade Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddy Alonso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink.
1: Day in wrestling history, King Booker becomes world heavyweight champion, defeating Rey Mysterio. I just need to do a King Booker. You didn't actually see I was going yeah. to spin a roadie for you
2: people who were listening. I <laughs> actually did it. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hey. King
0: Booker. There it is. And without further ado, our other co-host. Anthony B. Blackbeard and
2: And gentlemen, in the words of SCU and their latest t-shirt this is the worst year I've ever lived in
1: boom can't argue that one okay
2: that should be the number one shirt on pro wrestling tees right now if it's not people just haven't found it yet
0: it should be the number one shirt worldwide
1: I was gonna say I don't need wrestling to tell me that
0: yeah gotta get SCU
2: on TV with those shirts on start selling them damn things yes sir all right. So, let's start off with the update after the horror show at Extreme Rules. Yeah, it was a horror show.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. well,
2: why don't we go into our opinions of it first, since you already opened the door?
1: Well, um, I watched it, and those are a few hours of my life I'm not going to be able to get back. I mean, while there was some good wrestling. Again, shout out to the ladies. Uh, I questioned some of the endings of some of those matches. They made absolutely no sense. Um, Anthony and I were kind of having this discussion earlier in the week. It seems like in the old days, uh, it was TV promoting pay-per-views, and now it seems like they're doing it in reverse. It seems like the pay-per-views are promoting the Raws and the SmackDowns, which makes absolutely no sense. And I'm really glad Nakamura and Cesaro won the titles, If they're just going to give them back to the New Day in a couple weeks, I don't see what the point was. And my last official comment for this is, I'm over cinematic matches. Get rid of them. I can't stand them. Each one is getting worse. They make no sense. They have no point. It's not wrestling, in my opinion. So, I'm out on those. I don't even think I'm going to watch the next one just in protest because I hate them so much.
0: Nice. I agree with you on the cinematic matches. The Undertaker one. It was original. It was the first one. Him and AJ really did a great job. After that, Money in the Bank. Or, in like, it's just a continuous downhill from there. It just keeps getting worse. It it doesn't go with the storylines, it doesn't go with what they're doing. Like, it just makes no sense. I don't get it. I don't understand why they continue to do it. I guess it's the, you know, kind of the flavor of the week. So they kind of keep it going while there's no fans. But um, I'm just over it. Uh, The Bailey Sasha Banks angle is probably the only thing I enjoyed from the pay per view itself. Uh, Not much else there to really go from. And Ray Mysterio Max was a joke. Yeah, that. My wife's like, "What's this about Ray Mysterio losing an eye?"
1: I was like, "No, <laughs> no."
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: that was a ping pong ball. No.
0: <laughs> With problem parties,
1: because a match like that would really get authorized. You'd authorize people losing an eye during a match. I mean, come on.
0: I mean, if New Jack was in the match.
1: Well and I mean, he would do it on it, purpose. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my opinions of the horror show that was extremely.
1: I was horrified that they'd charge anybody to watch that. Yeah. So go ahead, Anthony, tell us how much you liked it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my expectations for that eye for an eye match were so low that I actually expected it to be more graphic than it was so I was pleasantly surprised that they didn't take it too far I was expecting another cinematic match there so that being said yeah it wasn't necessary it was as you guys mentioned, we had an unsanctioned match between Randy Orton and Big Show the very next night on Raw. So you unsanctioned a random match between Orton and Big Show, which really is nothing more than no holes barred, but you allowed a match where the winner ripped the loser's eyeball out. I don't get that. And the rumor is that Vince McMahon was the one that basically acted as the agent or was in charge of that match. It was the only match he... Really focused on, so uh, go figure, Vince being out of touch like he always is. The Swamp Fight, as Rob said, it wasn't it wasn't a match. Um, that was a storyline progression. That's what it was. There was no real winner or anything. You could have done, and you could have done that in probably half the time on SmackDown as a segment. It, I, I don't know. The, I think the two best matches were the women's championship matches i mean the Asuka sasha banks match ended in some big schmaz but it progressed the storyline sasha and bailey it was true to their characters the way they've been acting lately so i was all i was fine with all that um until we got to raw the next night which i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit there yeah this wasn't a pay-per-view i mean in a lot of respects as rob said and we had talked about it earlier in this week they are so obsessed with The tv contracts now and i get it that's probably where they're making most of their money now so now the focus is there but if you're going to water down these pay-per-views in the process how long until people start canceling the network because it's basically the new content that's driving people in most of the time when you see those top 10 viewer lists which coincidentally we haven't seen in several months probably since COVID started most of it's all the new content it's not the classic stuff that guys like me and rob might be going for and i'm Pretty sure Rob probably canceled his subscription already. So what what are you giving us if the pay-per-views are just going to be another episode or a bunch of segments that should be on Raw or SmackDown?
1: Hey, out of curiosity, Freddie, do you have the network? Yes. And what do you watch I generally actually, on it?
0: I actually watched a few things this week. I watched the uh, Ruthless Aggression of Evolution. That was actually pretty good. And all I really watched was the Broken Skull sessions. I watched uh, Mark Henry, Kane. Well, most of Kane and Ric Flair's.
1: Yeah, so, so you, you're right. They're really it's they're driven by new stuff. It sounds like. I mean, at least on this
2: call. Yeah, I mean, I watched the WWE Twenty Four. I watched the. 365 i'll watch i've watched all the broken skull sessions i've watched all of the ruthless aggression series so yeah the newer stuff is good uh or that's what's driving driving things i I do go back and watch some of the old stuff every once in a while but honestly most of that stuff i rented from the video store back in the day ripped it onto dvds over the years you know do i really need the network I, i don't know it's easily accessible i don't have to go lugging stuff around i could access it you know at the palm of my hand whenever i want but other than that if this is what the pay-per-views are becoming you know and i'm willing to wait and see if when crowds return things get better but i'm not i'm not too confident in that um a lot of stories in the last week have come out that uh, i believe eric young was one that was interviewed earlier this week, and he basically said when he was in in nxt he and triple h got along great everything worked everything flowed he got up to the main roster he had two really great conversations with vince but that was about it and very quickly we saw what happened to the sanity angle and we've heard that about a lot of these guys from nxt so unless triple h has more of a hand with the main roster stuff where maybe the guys that he's grooming in nxt when they come up to the main roster he's all he's also in charge of them i don't see much changing because vince's solution everything is go with the same tired and true that we've had for over a decade and guys like randy orton or we'll bring back the part-timers to pop a rating and if those part-timers are not willing to put people over and i got into an argument with somebody on 411 Mini about this because i threw out the fact that like i was like really is mysterio really bringing that many eyeballs to the product that there was all this talk about his contract being up and they were trying to work out his contract and i'm and the guy and I said, you know, nobody's there, there's no new superstars if the part timers aren't putting anybody over. If you're just putting the part timers over every single match, who's who's benefiting out of that long term? Eventually, those part timers are not going to be able to wrestle anymore.
1: Then what? Yeah, you know, the problem is is NXT is supposed to be a breeding ground for WWE, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in theory. And yeah. what's happening is Triple H is doing his job. He's grooming people. He's getting them ready. He's giving them angles. He's giving them characters. And then Vince is just acting like they don't even exist. They show up on TV, and he's like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he's not six foot eight, 300 pounds. I'm not interested. I mean, what, he, what would Vince do with someone like Adam Cole, right? He's not going to push him. Adam Cole's going to get buried. I think that's why no one ever wants to leave NXT, because they, they know Triple H is protecting them. He's, he's got their best interest at heart. You go to the main roster, if Vince doesn't know who you are and he's not interested, he loses interest in like five minutes. And then you're what happens to you then, you're at the, you're at the, ban, you know, you better hope a writer than loves you. right? Yeah, and it helps push you, you along because, on your side of right. Because if Vince isn't going to do it, nobody's going to do it.
2: And Well, and then you got guys that had some success on the main roster that want to go back. If Finn Balor's been back there, we're approaching, it'll be a year, I think, in October. Kevin Owens has said that he's thrown out ideas to Triple H for him to go back from time to time. What does that tell you? You know, I mean, yeah. and let's be honest. Balor and KO have not gotten over on the main roster the way that they did in NXT. I mean, Owens had a shot. They had him have the three-match series with Cena, won the first match, and then, all right, fine, Cena wins the second match, whatever. Cena went over in the end. And then what came of that? Owens eventually got a title reign because Finn Balor coincidentally got injured. And once he dropped the belt to Goldberg, he didn't even sniff he hasn't sniffed a title shot since then it's been a couple years
0: now whatever happened to the older guys ushering the newer guys and bringing them in putting them over that was the thing where like i listened to mark henry speaking with stone cold that that was one of the things that the older guys did for the younger guys and vice versa it didn't always matter about wins and losses. If you did the job and you can get more credibility from a loss in a certain angle and doing it the right way, then you would from getting the win. But all these guys nowadays are so focused on getting wins, you know, wins and losses and getting belts that they forget about putting over the business, which then makes you more money and continues your career f- even further well,
1: there are a couple show- guys out there that are doing that i mean aj styles just put over matt riddle right yeah and but- jericho is putting orange cassidy over in a big way mm-hmm. so there are guys that are willing to do it the problem is is Vince McMahon is not willing to go like when's the last time randy orton's put anybody over no. right
2: right and on t- uh in addition to that these young these young guys and girls, you got to start standing up for yourself as well i mean Oh, yes, I got my spots in. Yay! But you know what? And you brought up Jericho. I mean, Orange Cassidy has not defeated Jericho. That's fine. But Jericho put over, Orange Cassidy over strong with with the match itself. You don't see that anymore. You know? It's rare.
1: And, you know, the next match, Orange Cassidy might even win. Yeah. I mean, they're setting him up, yeah. right? So, I mean, so Jericho, it may be a slow burn. Right. But in the end, we may have Orange Cassidy win, and that makes him a world title contender at that point.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I a lot of question marks. Um as always, the last couple of years it's been that way. Um they just it's such a corporate business mind to place. I mean, uh Bischoff on his 83 weeks podcast this week was talking about WWE and going for, into that corporate environment and he compared it to his time working with Ted Turner and WCW back in the day. And he said it was tol- it's a totally different machine the way WWE does things. And he said the first thing Bruce Prichard warned him was get ready to drink water from a fire hydrant. And Bischoff, within a few days, was like, "Holy shit! I understand what he's saying now." It it's so it's so corporate. It's so about the stockholders and the bottom line now. Um, and then we got wrestling in general. We have all these. We have. People that listen to this podcast, uh, we're guilty of it sometimes. We have all these marks that, oh, the spot fest is great. Oh, this is awesome, blah, blah, blah. That's another thing. The matches, I've been saying for a while. I know Rob's agreed with me from time to time. It's not, it doesn't resemble a fight. It's all choreographed. It looks like a stunt show. And that's fine. You guys are claiming wrestling renaissance. The ratings are not indicating that. The ratings have been going down. I don't care if AEW is beating NXT every week. AEW, with the type of hype you see on the internet all the time, they should not have, should be struggling to clear a million viewers week in and week out. I mean, NXT is a developmental territory. And while they're getting beat by, NXT, by AEW most weeks, there's some weeks that they pull ahead. And it shouldn't be that way when AEW's got established guys like a Jericho, like a Moxley that are on there. So there's that. And then Raw and SmackDown have been going down for months.
1: Do ratings include DVR?
2: I think you have to wait a few days. I think there's a live ratings, uh, live ratings plus one, which I believe is DVR views within a day. And then I think there's a plus seven, something like that. And most of the ratings we get, I believe are live or, yeah, I I think they should be going with live plus one at a minimum. Yeah, because
1: I mean, I don't watch anything live anymore. I I tape everything and then just edit out the commercials. I don't even like the the picture in picture.
2: Most of the time I
1: end up just fast forwarding over that too, because I can't see it. Right. You
2: know? I'll mute the sound during those pictures and pictures so i could at least try to focus on the match and half the time i've noticed that w- i noticed it with AEW especially this week most of the time they go into rest holds when they're doing that stuff anyway there's a few times and AEW's gotten better at it but there was there was a while that AEW would go into picture and picture nothing would be happening and then all of a sudden 2 minutes in it just disappeared
1: yeah yeah anyway anyway
2: going back to extreme rules the women's matches the storylines there are okay what a, you know decent enough The Swamp Fight. That was storyline progression. And then, on top of it, they announced a bar fight. That didn't happen. I don't know why you announced a U.S. title match when Apollo Crews... They had to know he was not going to be there by the time that match was announced. I mean, even the Raw going into it. You're telling me that in the last few days prior, it didn't occur to you he wasn't going to be there? He hadn't been on in weeks. So that's another thing. Advertising matches and then nothing coming of it. I don't know. Anyway, so, update on the standings. Go ahead, Freddy.
0: Double champ is here. Both belts. You guys can hear it through the mics right there. Putting them over my shoulders so Rob can see them displayed proudly. We've got the Razor Ramon Intercontinental Championship, and we've got the World Championship right here. So...
1: Paper champion,
2: paper champion for like a year and a half.
1: That's what you said. Last week. It's a, it's a, You know what? It's a slow angle. It, eventually, I'm going to catch it. <laughs>
0: eventually, a long it's time. It's like a for... thing
2: winning the title, right?
1: Yeah. I I prefer to think of it as the Taz Sabu, where we where after a year we'll finally catch up to each other.
0: Wait, you're gonna create your own title because you can't win these ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, I'm gonna call it the Fuck Freddy title. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Oh, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be after the podcast.
2: podcast. <laughs> so right now, the it's a six point difference now because Freddie and I both went five and one. So. Freddie pulled ahead of Rob by six points. Rob went four and two as did Stevie G. So Freddie and I are co-pay-per-view champions and Freddie is once again, still our world champion. It's going to be real interesting if, if uh, Rob ever catches Freddie, because then we'll have to talk about what we're doing with these standings because I'm technically ahead of him. But anyway, I think it would probably be a reset if anything. So anyway, so, First off, I want to give everyone my You Fucked Up moment of the week.
1: I think, is that also the tweet of the week? <laughs> no. No, but. Bailey. Nice one, Bailey. <laughs> yeah.
2: ba- Bailey's still somewhat involved in the You Fucked Up moment of the week, even though she wasn't. So, my You Fucked Up moment of the week, and. Judging about how crappy uh, overall people thought the Harsh show Extreme Rules was, I was curious that I didn't see more chatter on this. But there was a segment in that match where Asuka and Sasha Banks were down near the corner. And the camera's right there. And Sasha, you could see, has her hand right over Asuka's bite like, and try and starts squeezing it a few times. And then you see the two of them talking. And I'm like... Wow, cameraman way out of position on that one. He totally broke the kayfabe there. And supposedly there was a rumor actually that came out today that Kevin Dunn was flipping shit about something that happened during that match. And my guess is it was probably that. But I was just like, "Wow!" Switch to a different camera. Can you make yeah. it
1: any more obvious? I, now that I think about that, I saw that, and I was like, "Are they like checking on each other to make sure no one's hurt, or like is she trying to get her attention?" It looks like it looks like what you do to like your friend, like you you know you'd rub his shoulder and be like, "Ah, uh, you okay, buddy?" You know, it was it was very <laughs> odd. Talking. Yes, yeah. that is a very odd moment.
2: I went back and rewound it because I was like, "Did I just see that? <laughs> Did I really just see that?" And then. With A few feet away from that segment uh, or standing there was Bailey, who I gave the tweet of the week. First, she tweeted out Steph McMahon is done for based on uh, Steph's rant on Raw about how you could lose the match by count out DQ, pinfall or submission or a certain role model entering the match, which is the same thing as a DQ. So way to go, Steph. But then. Bailey's tweet out Steph McMahon is done for which Stephanie McMahon tweeted back with a question mark and then Bailey came back with hello ma'am that was just a typo I meant I hope you're done for the day so that you can relax thanks for the opportunity (laughs) way to stay in character that was funny alright so we're kind of in a holding pattern now We got horror show at Extreme Rules in the rearview mirror. Uh, We now know for a fact SummerSlam is not going to be in Boston. Uh, Yeah, the worst kept secret ever. But they've made that official and that the location information is forthcoming, a.k.a. they're hoping they could do it somewhere other than the PC. But they don't want to say that yet. Um, So we got that. We got SummerSlam and we got NXT TakeOver 30, which was announced this week. And we got AEW All-In coming out. So... The storylines are just starting. We don't have all the answers, obviously. So I thought tonight we could do a little fantasy booking. You guys up for this? (laughs) Rob's like, yeah, I guess so. All right. So we'll go in chronological order of the events. So the next event we're assuming will be NXT TakeOver 30. The only thing we do know for a fact is Keith Lee gave up the North American title last night Wants to give people an opportunity like he had. So they're having a ladder match. Uh, based on the graphics they showed last night, we're looking at five participants. So far, we know Bronson Reed with the big upset last w- night qualified by pinning Roderick Strong in a triple threat match that also in- included Johnny Gargano. Next week, we know Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher, and Dexter Lumis are in a triple threat match with the winner moving on. Who else would you put in this match besides Bronson Reed? Now, granted, we know about the Balor, Thatcher, and Loomis match, so you assume you got to pick one of those, and then who would be your other three?
1: Who are you directing that towards? Whoever wants to go. Go ahead, Rob. All right. I say you might want you might want to start pointing out who you want to talk because we're all looking at each other. <laughs> um, I think. Well, in, in the match next week. Say the participants again. Loomis.
2: Loomis, Balor, and Thatcher.
1: Okay. I like. I want to see – I'm a little sick of the the normal guys always coming in. I want to see like Timothy Thatcher. Um, I'd like to see Loomis. I know they're in the same match, but I mean like I wouldn't be mad. I want to see some different faces. The name I'm going to throw out that should be in this match, Adam Cole. I think that would be a surprise because you think he's, he's in the back somewhere looking at his wounds – you know, not really doing anything. Make him come out, throw his hat in the ring. And I think Velveteen Dream also would be I mean not really doing anything with him either. So I mean let's get him involved. I think is that who's that? Is that four? Right? And then Bronson Reed is at four or five. I'm so sorry. So it's Reed, Thatcher, Cole, Dream, and I don't know, Dominic Diakovic just got his ass whipped, so I guess not him. I don't know. I I can't really think of someone else I would throw in there. Maybe you guys can throw out a name.
0: Okay. Freddie? Um, I feel like if you can get him back in the country, this would be a perfect spot to bring Pete in, Get him to reestablish himself back into, you know, the title picture and not push him up towards the top. Um, I'd also I'm looking at the NXT roster. I I'd like your idea, Rob, with not having the same guys in at the top. So I'd I'd like to see I'd like to see Loomis in there. I'm kind of I I like Bronson Reed's character. I like the way they've been uh, playing him as a big man. I also he's starting to gain some steam, Killian Dane. Like to see him possibly get a run after Sanity and
1: Oh, I know who I forgot, Damian Priest.
0: Damian Priest.
1: That's who I was think, trying to think of. I would like to see him in that match too. I'd like to see him win the whole thing. I think he's pretty good.
0: What about Champa? He's not around right now. Supposedly,
2: creative had nothing for him, so this would be something.
0: Yeah.
1: It could be a place to put him at.
2: Yeah, and he's he hasn't won that North American championship yet either, so... Nope.
1: Is it me, or is it like the NXT roster looking a little thin lately?
2: Well, they they called people up to wrestle on a main event. My five... I don't like Cameron Grimes, but... I Guess you'd probably throw him in there. I would do Dominic Dijakovic, uh Damian Priest. And yeah, the problem is I guess I guess you have to throw in Finn Balor there as, that, that that that's I, I'd put Balor in there in that other spot. So I I'd say Balor, Priest, Grimes and Dijakovic.
1: That's four, right? And then you gotta have one more.
2: Well we already have Bronson
1: Reed. Oh Bronson Reed, right, okay. So that's fine.
2: Yeah. So that would be my five. And the reason why I didn't say Timothy Thatcher, um, because I thought I liked that. I actually, if you could get him back in the country in time, I would like to see Thatcher go one on one with the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn. You know, and you got, you already got a built in storyline there. I pegged you to replace me. In my tag team, and you turned your back on my partner and cost us the belts, you know. And the, I mean, how many times did we cringe when we see Saw Pete done like ripping people's fingers and limbs and stuff? Which Thatcher is a submission guy, mm-hmm. so that's why I didn't throw those two in there. I'd rather have those two face off. All right. So from there, the NXT Tag Team Championship. Now the reigning champions are Imperium, who we haven't seen much of lately.
1: I was going to ask you who was the reigning champions. I couldn't remember,
2: <laughs> and that's why I threw that out there so to make sure that we knew who would you put in there against them.
1: What tag teams? I mean, I know Brazongo is a team. Yeah. yeah. Who else?
2: You got Fish and I guess it would have to be Fish and Strong unless O'Reilly's been cleared. Uh, you. Technically, got Danny Birch and Only Lorkin. I could give you a good match. Yeah, I'm just looking at that. There's that tag team uh, into, you know, the team I rated most overrated last week.
1: Um, I, get, I yeah, be. those two big guys, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> But they haven't done much of them. And then you have uh, you have that group. Uh, what was it, Leger- Legendario de Fantasmos. So what is that, Santos Escobar and Joaquin? Uh,
1: I usually fast forward over the part, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, well,
2: yeah, I don't know the tag team division's kind of weak there, but we have to pick a team, assuming those belts are going to be in the line. What are you guys thinking or would you, or you have the option of bringing a tag team in from a from the main roster to fill that spot,
1: and who would that be?
2: <laughs> you know what? Don't put the belts on the line, I would do Cesaro and Sinsuke against Imperium. I think the styles would make would be really interesting with the hard hitting that all four of those guys would bring into it. Non-title, non-title. It would be a showcase.
1: They don't do a lot of those.
2: No, they usually save those for for Survivor Series. But in this case, you don't have a tag team division in NXT, so what other options do you have? And we know Cesaro's been no, when NXT started on the network, and even prior to that, Cesaro would go down and work with these guys. Mm. Uh, take a t- take a note for all you veterans out there. So I, I would like to see Cesaro and Shinsuke go down for one night only, make it a non-title, and have them face Imperium and see what they could do.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. Any idea about what?
0: Yeah, I would have just left it on Imperium, but I like your idea of Cesaro on Shinsuke.
2: Okay, and then the NXT women's title. So the champion, Zio Shirai. Who do you put in there against her?
0: I think you got to go back to Rhea Ripley when she's back. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Well, she, she's back. She's back.
0: Which one is it that's leaving the business? Uh,
2: that that's kind of
0: yeah.
2: yeah, and I think I think her last appearance is this Monday on Raw. I think it has to do something to do with Shayna Baszler. I mean, she did get the win over Bailey, which you don't see them getting a win that big on their way out. So that's a, that was interesting. Um, I'm. I feel like Ripley's momentum is. It, It's gone right now. I think she's kind of in a holding pattern. I think they should have moved her up. Um, I think she was on fire coming out of Survivor Series. She was on fire with the feud with Charlotte. That would have been the time. And maybe they're holding off because Charlotte's not there. Maybe when Charlotte comes back, Rhea Ripley also moves up and says, you know, we have unfinished business. You took my title, and we never settled the score once and for all. So I think you got to go with somebody who has been pretty intriguing down at the NXT level. Um, She's got to... Bodyguard with her and Raquel Gonzalez, I would – and I think they're going this way already. I I think they're making a good choice in Dakota Kai being the next challenger. Dakota Kai has been really killing it the last couple months, her heel turn. has been It's been a slow burn, but she's getting better and better every week. And I don't think they've really – developed any other good options right now yeah that's what i was gonna say is
1: that the, the last time they had that i mean I, I like mia yim but she doesn't win right she doesn't want a match in a while so i mean well I she beat candace
2: Lorray. she did be candace loray right
1: but i mean you know one match you know what i mean like yeah. that, they, they haven't established her as a strong challenger is my point
2: yeah well and and is shirai is she a tweener is she a face is she a heel because i felt like she was heel until we got in, uh, close to that title match mm. that triple threat match where she won the belt and I feel like they got on the face route with her now but I'm just I'm not sure
0: you also have was it Mercedes Martinez that just showed up last week
2: yeah yeah looks like she's going to be part of the Robert Stone brand
0: yeah you can have her start making her way and creating a ruckus in that women's division yeah
2: now, did you see uh, Robert Stone actually try to recruit Edge? Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter? Sure. <laughs> cool. You know what? I got to give the guy credit. He's entertaining. I'll give him that. He kind of reminds me of a Jim Cornette in some respects. But anyway. Now, any other matches you guys would throw out for that takeover uh, besides the title match? We'll come to that. Any you, you guys got anybody in mind?
1: Not really. I mean, um Keith Lee's got what's his name? Carrying Cross, so, right?
2: Okay, so would you go that route or would you have put someone else there?
1: Yeah. No, they they've set it up now. I mean he's he beat uh Diakovic, who's mm-hmm. Keith Lee's friend. I mean you've set it up now, you can't let that drag out too much longer. Yeah. Now what the the question is are yeah. are they gonna put the belt on cross or not?
2: If you don't put the belt on him you gotta be calling him up. But I'm also fearful, and we've talked about this a little bit. Will Vince know what to do with him or will will Vince say he's not big enough? He's not large enough to get this kind of push? You know it's kind of like there was there was that mystique with Alistair Black, and he kind of fell fat, flat for pretty much a year before they really started doing anything with
1: him. They're still not doing anything with him in my opinion, but
2: yeah, that's true, but at least he's on t v every week, which I guess is saying something compared to some of these other other guys.
1: Well, I think that's the match. I don't. After that, I mean, they really have done a really poor job of setting anything else up. Right. I mean, you got um, Chompa on the sidelines. You got Gargano losing, you know, out of the, the ladder match. So, I mean, they've done a, a really horrible job of setting up any other matches. Any other matches now will just be thrown together, like, as a curiosity, right? Because there's no other really standing feuds going on.
2: Actually, I wouldn't mind then seeing a triple threat between Cole Champa and Gargano. I don't. I don't think they ever really settled anything there. They kind of crossed paths, but they never really.
1: And what do they get? Who the winner gets? What a shot? A shot at the title.
2: Maybe the the first shot at the North American title. Mm. Or you do NXT if you're going to make the title change.
0: I don't know. For the world title, are you guys giving it to Cross, or would you drag it out? Have him win by DQ or something along those lines and continue it on. So it's not just like a one and done, basically like AW does. You bring up a challenger, aka Brody Lee,
1: and
0: he Brody loses. Lee, he goes uh,
1: back the so much everybody that TNT, challenges so, Moxley yeah. is a one and done, which to me it never yeah. really makes sense, but.
2: Although. Although we seem, it seems to look like the feud with Brian Cage is going to continue, which I'm still not quite sure about there. But I think Cage versus Cody would would be a better move. But yeah, uh, I feel like they backed themselves into a corner because you've had the slow build for Keith Lee to win the belt, Do you take it off him too, that quickly. I mean, what would he get a six week reign?
1: Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't. But I, you don't want to have cross lose cleanly. Then
2: that's the problem. I hate to say it i think the match gets thrown out i think you, you you see that they just totally lose control and they build it up for for a rematch maybe at the next takeover with some
1: kind of stipulation
2: yeah i think that i think that's the only option you have right now because you don't want to take the belt off lee this quickly after you be- spent all this time building him up and and have him give up the north american title you're gonna have him drop it in six weeks but at the same time as you said you're gonna kill cross's momentum
1: i mean the man's beaten Champa, right, and mm-hmm. Diakovic already. So I mean, like, right, he's lined up for a title shot. You got to give him one. Do
2: right. you think they built him up too quickly then? Because I, I do.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely, I do. But that's the way things are now. Nothing is ever drawn out. Everything is always get him to the front Last of the ball. line. You know, AEW is just as guilty as as NXT. There yeah. is no slow build. There's no you know developing a, a feud and then winning the feud and moving on to the next thing. It's it's hot shot to the front of the line. And then yeah. there's nowhere to go but down after that. Like, if carry, if they really have Cross lose, where does he go?
0: Yeah. I think he's fast-tracked for the main roster anyways, though. So I don't was, think he, but his time at NXT, NXT is going to be too long. I feel like it's, you know, a couple-month program till they're ready for him up there. And then he's, you know, on the first bus going up there.
1: So why not stick so him on the main roster then right away?
0: Yeah. And bypass say,
1: NXT ha- altogether and let Keith Lee have a reign, and he could go through Finn Balor, and he could go through Ciampa, you know what I mean? He can make the rounds and have a nice long reign, and then when you feel like he's ready to move up, or move him up to the main roster and let Cross be the guy in NXT for a while. Because there's all fresh feuds there, he's never faced anybody but Ciampa at this point, and Diakovic. Mm-hmm. So I mean... You can go either way. I don't know which way to go, though. I think Keith Lee should be on the main roster right now, but I'm afraid of what Vince McMahon will do to him. I mean, they'd make him like the fourth member of the New Day. Or, uh, you know.
0: Her business.
1: Stick him with. Uh, or the Nation of Domination, the, the New Nation. You know what the, I mean? Like, the, like
2: Yeah, the her business. That's what they're
1: calling him. He needs to be on his own fighting. He doesn't need to be part of a faction. He doesn't need to be, you know, the comedy. Like, look, at I feel every time I see Big E, I'm like, wow, there's a guy that kept saying could be world champion someday. Forget it now. It would take it would take several years to get him. He'd first of all he'd have to do a heel turn, right? He'd have to destroy Kofi and destroy uh, Xavier Woods. Yeah. He'd have to uh, for any kind of credibility. Yeah,
0: you got to get him back to that Big E Langston that he came up as.
2: I don't think I think the goofy character would be fine as a singles. I think they should have been doing that with New Day for a while. And when Kofi got the world title, I thought maybe we're gonna finally get something there and. It, they just keep falling back into that same trap of putting them in tag team.
1: I mean, nobody else. Mm.
2: Mm, I don't know. You have Miz and Morrison. You had the Usos. You had the Forgotten Sons, who have been forgotten very quickly because of one <laughs> stupid tweet that the singles guy, of the group, made. The not truly the tag forgotten team. sons. <laughs> yeah,
1: they should call them the Forget About It Sons. <laughs>
2: Well, then the same thing happened to those those guys down in NXT. I was surprised when they got called up because I was like, they didn't really do anything in NXT either.
1: Well, you know, I don't have a problem with them pulling up a team that they think is like a mid, like a mid card team that can do like some uh-huh. feuds and things like that. I don't have a problem with that. It's just I have a yeah. problem with them. They pulled them up. The one guy made a statement. Get rid of him and, and bring the team back up.
2: Yes, I agree with you. And on just that. Just
1: move on, you know, be, and and you know, make a quick mention of it. You know, we dropped the, some dead weight from our team, and now this is us, and and then move on and act like nothing ever happened
2: yeah I don't know, know. alright so the very next day presumably would be SummerSlam so you got the WWE title you got the Universal title you got both, both Raw and Smackdown tag team titles you got the US title you got the IC title you got both women's titles let's start off we'll start off with the Smackdown women's title what would you do with there?
1: Bailey two belts. If you really want to get Bailey, I think they should schedule her to defend the tag titles and the and the world belt on the same card. Okay. That would give her number one constant interviews where she can bitch and moan about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number two, if she loses both belts, she's got excuses. Right. I mean, if they take the tag, you know, if they, if they take the tag belts off her, if they make it. She's got excuses. You got built in matches. You can either go tag team or world title at that point. So I don't I'm trying to think who I mean, SmackDown, I think, has some of the worst challengers for the world title. I think it's funny yeah. that they're giving Naomi all this. That They're trying to push Naomi. Naomi's terrible in the ring. Naomi's fine coming down the aisle. As soon as she gets in the ring, I start to cringe. She's terrible.
2: She, she did lose to Lacey Evans last week.
1: She does not know how to, to stage a match. She's very athletic, I'll give her that, but she has no clue yeah. what she's doing in the ring. That, that being said, I think Lacey Evans should be, the, should be the singles challenger. And then I guess for the tag belts, um, I don't know. I mean, there's so few teams. I mean, is it the Iconics? Is it uh, Bliss and uh, what's her name? Cross. I don't know. I, think, how many I guess we've we seen that already. I, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are no challengers. Like, I think it's funny that they're running around, you know, claiming that they're World Tag Team Champions is, what, four women's teams, if that? I'm thinking they got to bring up a new team. So I'm going to say SummerSlam would be whatever new team they put together.
2: Anybody you have in mind for that team?
1: Mm, no. Not really. No. I don't know. Somebody.
2: Yeah, I mean, even down in NXT, the only... You got Mercedes Martinez now was part of the Robert Stone brand with Aaliyah, but I don't think they're ready. Um, we've already seen the Shosti, Blackheart, Tegan Knox team. And then you got Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, but Kai's pr- probably your next NXT Women's sh- Champion. Um, if Kyrie Sane wasn't leaving, I would say, I guess maybe a triple header per se. Asuka puts the Raw women's title on the line. Bayley puts her SmackDown women's title on the line and the tag team titles in the same match. Have Kyrie Sane stay through SummerSlam. I think that's your only option right now. I mean, you already got that feud already starting to build up. Why, why kill it? I mean, the other option is you're going to ha- probably have Baszler go after Asuka and then lose to her too. And I don't want I don't to see Baszler lose,
0: lose again. Do you put Lacey Evans and Asuka together as, like, a super mix-max tag team?
2: Yeah, here's the only problem with that. They've been having Lacey act like a heel the last couple of weeks on SmackDown. Mm. No explanation. All of a sudden, she was a heel. They did this terrible karaoke segment, and by the end of it, she was acting heel. And I was like, where the fuck did this come from?
1: Well, then she was heel this week because she, right, she tied Naomi's hair to the ropes and then punched her and...
2: And that was a follow-up to yeah. everything that went on in the karaoke thing. That's what I'm saying. It was out of the blue.
1: Right. So they're definitely pushing her as a heel again.
2: Which I don't understand. I think she would have been a good face. I just think they they rushed it. They turned her face and put her in, in a feud with Bailey almost immediately. Yeah. I mean, now, when they had Lacey versus Bailey at the beginning of this year, or I think it was Royal Rumble, and then there was a rematch after that, I thought it was too soon. Now, if they had... Now, if they had held off on that match and waited until SummerSlam to do that, then I think they could have they could have pulled it off. So I think they blew it there. And that's the only reason why I was thinking triple header. Because I, I forgot about the women's tag team title, so thank you for bringing that up. That's how I would settle that. Have all those belts on the line in one match. Freddie, what, what would you do?
0: You got anything in mind? Man, mm. with the lack of challengers and the lack of teams, I think you got to keep the same... You know, four, five girls at the top. You got Sasha and, and Bailey. They'll keep doing their thing. I think you either get Bliss and Cross or the Iconics and have them maybe do like a three-way tag match for for the belts. And then you're not going to have Bailey lose the title anytime soon. She seems like she's the best thing going there. So then do you have Basler go after Sasha and make her kind of like the weak link there and then blame Bailey for her losing her belt and then that creates the tension and then she challenges Bailey, you know, whenever we get a fan fans back in the arena. And you have Bailey and Sasha, what maybe mania or something like that?
2: Well, you brought up Baszler. Who would you have Baszler against? Because it made it sound like you said...
0: Hmm? Yeah, Sasha Banks.
2: But Sasha's not a champion either. So you're saying Sasha, you would have win on Raw this week.
0: Yeah, I would have Sasha win okay. the- and take the belt. And then I would have Baszler take take on Sasha.
2: Well, that's the other thing. I, th- I would rather see Sasha's champ too. And you could still do that triple a triple header idea I was saying. but you're saying okay so Sasha would move to Raw have her face Baszler that that would that at least be interesting and it would actually give Baszler somebody who could work a match um to help uh because I know a lot of people didn't feel like Baszler looked that great when she came up to the main roster so that could be something I'll say that the only thing is I feel like it's two heels and they usually don't go in that direction what about
1: having Sasha beat Asuka and then have Bailey and Uh, and Sasha all all or nothing. So we got the Raw championship, her half of the tag team championship, and the SmackDown belts on the line. And whoever wins, wins the whole thing.
2: Like tag team match?
1: No, no, just one-on-one. The two of them, winner take all.
2: So you finally run Bailey versus Sasha?
1: Yep. Because that seems to be the only match that's worth having at this point.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't know if I want the tag belts on the line in that match. And then you risk them really getting
0: vacated.
1: I miss Nia Jax, so she should win everything. Not.
0: <laughs> I mean, at least having her in the picture gives you another person to wrestle. What the fuck happened to her?
1: The problem is, though, they're, there's so few of them, they've all wrestled each other several times. So there's no, there's no new story. I mean, Nia doesn't make it as a face at all. Nobody buys that for a second yeah mm. um the only thing i could do and i mean they tried putting here in it right didn't they try to put her in a tag team with tamina Tamina's terrible yeah. so i mean they really i'm really curious to see when we get back to crowds and things like that how things are going to play out because i think a lot of people are going to find uh i think they're going to do another purge mm. And I think people like Tamina and like like to me like Natalia should be gone. Tamina they're they're done. They've done their time. Thank you for your service. We're gonna find some newer names. We're gonna bring up our NXT gals and let them try. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's over oh, it's the same shit over and over and over again.
2: Yeah. I I think Natalia they've tried to get her to be more of a coach. Um and she's rejected that idea, so here's your choice. Coach? Or call AEW and Impact, you know. Tamina, I think the only reason why Tamina still has a job is I got a feeling she's got some evidence that exposes Vince McMahon for the inside job he did to save her father all those years. No, ago. I
1: think she's just a diverse-looking woman, and you know, she's not blonde haired You know, beautiful-looking woman, and and you need to have a few of them. I mean, I was <laughs> I was watching Impact. Slammiversary and they had a women's battle royal, and I was like, "Well, now there's some diversity." Let me tell you, there was very few like swimsuit-looking models in that ring. There were some hefty, fighty-looking women in there, and I was like, "Okay, all right, you know, look, this is what they want. This is what they want to show. This is what they got." I mean, they weren't a lot of them were not good wrestlers, but they, at least they they looked like more like women, not like swimsuit models.
2: You know, the funny thing about Tamina, though, um because on TV, I absolutely agree with you. I met her at Access last year. Um, There was one of these lines where you got to take a photo with like four in a row. Uh, Shinsuke was one. Ivory was one. Tamina was the first one, I believe. And I remember my friends and I, when we went up to take the photo, we walked away and we're like, oh, my God, Tamina actually looks like a woman. She actually looks nice. What the hell happened? (laughs) And I, I think it's the image they wanted to play on TV.
1: Well, I don't know what
0: to say bring, to that. you <laughs> bring in the free agent that is Tessa Blanchard.
1: Anthony is the king I've of the conversation that. stoppers. You ever notice that he says something you're like I just don't know what to say at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Thank you for the Tamina story. I don't know what to say. <laughs> all
2: right. Well, we've spent what wa- <laughs> we've spent way more on the women's division than I ever expected. Um Yeah, we have. All right. I see title match. So AJ Styles is the current champion. Would you have him defend that belt, or would you? Do you have something else in mind for him?
1: Yeah, I want to come over and uh, cut my lawn. I don't know. I want him to wrestle. He's the best one of the best wrestlers on the planet. I want him to wrestle. The question is who? Who? I don't know. Right. Daniel Bryan doesn't Daniel Bryan deserve a rematch?
0: I would say have him and Daniel
1: back. How about an Iron Man match? Hmm. 30-minute Iron Man
2: match. You know what? I I'll agree. I was going to say Riddle, but I, I agree with that. Plus, we know Riddle's going to have to fucking face King Corbin. Yeah,
1: he has to do his time in, in Corbin prison.
2: All right. So, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, 30-minute Iron Man match. I yeah. I could be on board for that. Um, I'm curious yep. if, if we'll see Daniel Bryan because Bree's expecting in the next week, and he hasn't been on since really – that presentation with AJ Styles in the first riddle match. So I'm wondering if he'll be back for SummerSlam. Well, you
1: did say fantasy booking, didn't you?
2: True, true. Well, if you want a fantasy book,
1: I want Luthi. I want Luthes to fight AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Andre the Giant. <laughs> we'll go
2: with You're Daniel Bryan.
1: With right <laughs> All right, moving on.
2: Who would you go for, Freddie, for AJ? Same.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd have him run it back with with Daniel Bryan. It'll give you a. I feel like you, they can have a great storyline, and the matches would be incredible.
1: All right, uh, I, U.S. title. I'd love to see a best out of seven out of the two of them, because mm. that would really bring out the best of it. The, they would really have to dig deep into their arsenals to come up with some different stuff, but they don't do could,
0: that. Well, could they challenge Macho Steamboat?
1: No, no, it's different, it's different styles. It's different. No no pun intended. Different matches. (laughs) Styles. As soon as I said it, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Insert ring shot. All right, moving on.
2: All right. Uh, U.S. title.
1: Who's the U.S. champion right now?
2: (laughs) It's Apollo Crews, although MVP is walking around with a better looking belt.
1: Um, does anybody even care? I don't even. I don't know.
2: I'd keep the match off the card yeah, and save that, that for all. Yeah, that could
1: Raw. be a pre-show, and it could be whoever against whatever. Moving on.
0: I I'd leave it with MVP and let him grow as stable.
2: Okay, but then that means he actually has to beat Apollo Crews. So I'm guessing you're saying do it there at Summerslam. Yeah. I just. I thought it was interesting, because if I'm Lashley, I'd be pissed off. Like, why is this guy getting the U.S. title? Why, aren't, why isn't he signing me for this match? Why
1: is Dolph Ziggler getting two title matches against Drew McIntyre?
2: Because there's nobody on Raw.
1: Bobby Lashley's sitting there.
2: They already did Lashley.
0: Who else do you put with MVP in his new Nation of Domination stable?
1: Because you
0: young guys... You got the old ones,
1: you need the younger. I think we should take up PG-13.
2: God. <laughs> Are they even alive anymore? Um, I, You know what? I would schedule MVP versus Apollo Cruz for SummerSlam, but then I would have the bait and switch right at the last second and have Lashley go in and take the belt off him. And then that kind of uh, opened Apollo Crews' eyes and he joins the Hurt Business the very next night.
1: I want Ron Simmons to come out and do an interview where they go, you know, you heard they're creating a new nation of domination and you're not involved, and I want him to be like, damn!
0: (laughs) I feel like a perfect team to put with them (laughs) would be the Street Profits.
1: Anthony, your your disapproval is making me laugh.
2: (laughs) Damn! Uh, You want to talk about ending a conversation, Rob? Holy (laughs) shit. you you think street profits in her business
0: i think that would i think that would be great for them
2: i think that would handcuff them personally you think so i don't see where they would fit in there i don't either not yet let's put it this way if they ran their courses faces maybe a year down the road and they lost the tag belts and they're just going through a slump then maybe i could see it but i think it's way too soon i think when the show's in front of fans uh Came to an end. I feel like they were finally starting to get some momentum there. I mean, MSG popped huge when they won the belts. I mean, granted, there was some extracurricular activity around that win, but still. But I feel
0: like this kid, what is it, uh, Montez Ford? I feel like he has the charisma and the speaking ability to really step out in a group like that. The Rock. Yeah,
2: Montez is Sean and Angelo Dawkins is
0: Marty. Yeah, or Booker T and Stevie Ray, one hundred percent.
2: Uh I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give Angelo some credit. He's gotten better, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Raw tag team titles,
1: well, since there's only two tag teams on Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who who cares? Give it, let the street profits have it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, but who are they going to face themselves?
1: Rude and Ziggler.
2: Brudd is still stuck in Canada.
1: Hey, you said fantasy booking, right?
2: All, right? all right, fine. Take the easy way out. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did.
1: Well, who is Rick it going to be? It's who they going to fight? The Viking Raiders? or the me Or Yeah, maybe Ricochet and Cedric, who have lost every week anyway. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, maybe that's your only option is the Four Corners. You do all the tag teams.
1: You yep, uh, Pro-
2: have Street Profits, Viking Raiders, Garza. and Garza.
1: No, what's his name?
2: And, and that tag team you just mentioned that I already forgot. Uh,
1: Viking Raiders?
2: No, Ricochet oh, and Ricochet Cedric.
1: Ricochet and Cedric, yeah.
2: And that could actually could lead to if Cedric and Ricochet don't win the belts, then maybe they join the Hurt Business. See, I think they would be a better fit because they don't have any momentum going for them right now.
0: But are they believable?
2: I think they could pull off the heel a lot easier than Street Profits, plus they got nothing going for them. I I, I mean, God, we got freaking Shelton Benjamin in that group.
1: Hey, don't pick on Shelton. He's a 24-7 champion.
2: Do you know that's the f- I read online somebody actually went back and looked? That was the first match. That Shelton Benjamin won on Raw since 2006.
1: I saw some some some. Uh, I think it was on 411 that was like he's won like the 24/7 championship, the Intercontinental Championship. He's won like the like the weirdest combination of titles that anyone yeah. that everyone's ever won. And I was like, boy, somebody wasted a lot of time working on this. This is like
2: a USIC tag. Yeah,
1: and then the 24/7 belt. Yeah.
2: He's a Grand Slam champion. A
1: twenty-four-seven belt that's not defended twenty-four-seven. Very fascinating. Yeah. What happened to those guys that used to run after them, the our truth and try to catch him? What They all just got tired.
2: Social distancing.
0: Yeah,
1: you can't do that anymore. Well, in that case, then there should be no wrestling, right? Because I mean, we're supposed to stay six feet apart from each other, so they should be conducting yeah. all pay-per-views all over. uh Game. Yo games.
2: You could say that about UFC. Made, now baseball's back, soccer's back. Yep. I mean basketball and hockey are back in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, we did we're not gonna pick anyone for the twenty four seven belt, so sorry folks. I know you were waiting to hear our thoughts on that. Sorry.
1: I'm just mad they took it off a of Gronk. <laughs>
2: <God>. <laughs> Rob actually bought himself a little bit of the bubbly to celebrate Gronk not being champ anymore. So
1: it's like crack it over his head. <laughs> I, I, I read that he was not very friendly backstage. That he didn't make any friends while he was there.
2: He probably realized Mojo Rawley isn't as cool as he thought.
1: He's like, wait a minute, you're, you're a jobber? Wait a minute, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like a multiple time Super Bowl champion. I thought you were cool and shit. What I the thought hell? you won matches, <laughs> what happened? Wait, you mean they only had you win that Andre the Giant Battle Royal because of me?
0: Because I was in the crowd? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, SmackDown Tag Team titles. Cesaro and Shinsuke. Keep them on them.
1: Against who though. The New Day. <laughs> you taking the easy way out. The New Day. Fuck that. Whatever. Moving on.
2: This is going real well.
1: Can we bring in some AEW tag teams? Because I'd like to see them defend against like uh, the Lucha Brothers or, you know, somebody like that. That would be fun.
2: You know what? You know what? Cesaro and Nakamura, put them up against Heavy Machinery. Have them do something where Cesaro and Shinsuke, in the stupid backstage segment, make fun of Otis. They are done. I mean, that's how quickly they book shit in WWE anyway.
1: Do you work? Do you secretly work for WWE? Yeah, I was good. that sounds like they're kind of crap. <laughs>
2: well, I'm stupid to their level, yep. but it would at least be a match we haven't seen before. True. I don't. I agree with you. I'm sick of the New Day as a tag team,
1: at least. New Day, Usos, get rid of them all.
2: Well, yeah, one of the Usos is, are injured, so that's why I didn't throw them out. You know what's funny is the SmackDown roster still has Lars Sullivan
1: <laughs> listed. Sure. It's
2: been over a year and a half now.
1: It's like WCW all over again. Right, They signed him to wrestle, and then he's never wrestling, but he's still have to draw on a paycheck somehow.
0: Yeah. He's sitting at home getting that FedEx package. Boy. All right.
2: Uh, we got the SmackDown Championship. Do you guys have any other options besides The Fiend? I mean, I thought AJ Styles, but he's the IC belt, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that.
0: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd put it back on The Fiend and let him have a run, a decent run.
2: Yeah, I think this Braun Strowman's title reign has been a complete joke. I think it was, it was a case of they really were planning to put Roman over once and for all, and Roman just stayed home, and Braun was the last, literally the last minute replacement, and they just never bothered thinking about, well, how are we going to get this guy over as our champion now?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, we'll just have him face the fiend, and we'll throw Miz and Morrison in there for one match.
0: Roman's starting to look shredded too. I don't know if you guys seen him on social media. Yeah, He's to look like his I didn't realize
1: how uh, close he and Rusev were, or are, yeah. I should say.
0: Yeah,
2: Rusev, there's a guy I'm surprised hasn't appeared anywhere yet. Well,
1: I mean, I'm sure the offers have come in. It's just, you know, maybe he doesn't feel comfortable coming out yet.
2: You know what? I'll come back to Rusev. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Freddie. Just put the belt on the fiend already. This Braun Strowman title reign has been a complete joke. They haven't built up challengers. Although I don't I'd argue that the fiend, you might be slim on the challengers there too.
1: Yeah. Rob? Yeah. I agree. It's as good All as right. anything I can come up with.
2: Alright, <laughs> so and then on the raw side, I don't think you have much of a choice when it comes to Drew McIntyre. I mean you basically had him face you had him face Seth Rollins. We knew he wasn't winning there. Seth Rollins had just come off the loss with KO. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, who hasn't won a match in like a year, all of a sudden was number one contender and is getting a rematch. I think if you want to finally put Drew over someone credible, it's got to be Randy Orton. I don't think there's any other choice. The problem is, do you, the way they're building Orton up, does Orton go over or do you put Drew over? I would personally put Drew over, but Rob shaking. I say, don't
1: what do see it what Randy Orton's doing now, how that leads him to a world title shot, even though I do agree with you. I mean, the big show is nothing. The big show looks terrible in the ring. By the way, he looks so slow and so old. Like another guy that should really step away. I mean, when he, when he was doing his move where he like he runs back off the ropes, I was like, oh my god, we could take a commercial break and we come back. He might make it to the center of the ring. <coughs> I mean, he just just <laughs> he, he's like he took off, and I'm like, Randy Orton's like actually has to stand there and wait for him. Like, come on, big man, come on, move. You know, and I mean, it. Ugh. So yeah, I, I think Randy Orton, I was going to say Kevin Owens, but I, but I see what you're saying about Randy Orton. But Orton has to put McIntyre over. McIntyre cannot lose to Randy Orton.
0: Yeah. Will he do it?
1: That's the question.
2: Yeah, I, I would love for KO to be in that position, but then I think you got to turn him heel. And I I think they blew with him. If anybody should have been the one getting the title shot at WrestleMania, I think KO was, had that momentum building. And Instead, they had already locked him into that Seth Rollins feud for too that went on for too long.
1: See, I disagree about the heel turn. If you have McIntyre, be like, look, I'm looking to face the best, and currently you're the best. So, in order for me the best, I got to beat the best. So you're you're it. You're the guy I want next. You know, I don't think they have to do necessarily heel turn because McIntyre, if he puts it that way, why not? Right? I mean, your number one contender is your number one contender. But I still think you're right. I think Randy Orton. I think that's what they're setting up for.
2: Yeah. See, I, and I like your idea. I personally would hold off on KO right? unless you're going to put the belt on KO, and I don't think now's the time that you're taking that belt off, Drew. So that's why I'd hold mm-hmm. off. Freddie, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think um, I think it's got to be Orton. Okay. I just I, I wonder if he'll do the job and put him over. Mm. All right.
2: And then uh, the next event for AEW is all in. So Tag Team Championship. We got Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega. I'll, I'll open up because I, I, I'll get us going uh, so you guys can think about it for a sec. I would start having Jurassic Express get a few wins and put them in that match. I'd even have them win the belts, and that's when you finally split up Omega and Hangman. I wouldn't put FTR in there yet, I, and I also at the same time would not do FTR and Young Bucks quite yet either. I think that one you really build up for a couple months.
1: Well, here's uh, the problem with that. They've been building up towards FTR and Kenny Omega, right? That's true. And I, what I find interesting was I think everybody initially thought Hangman was going to turn. It looks like Kenny mm-hmm. Omega is going to be the guy that turns. Yeah. Right, I mean, he's kind of acting like a jerk lately. Kind of acting, you know. The young bucks have had to kind of talk to him and stuff. So, I think oh. you go FDR, Omega Page, and you have them lose, and okay. that's where you, that's when it kicks off the Omega Page feud.
2: I could be on board with that. My only thing, issue there is I feel like if FTR win the belts, I, 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 the FTR young bucks their first match. I don't want to see the belts involved. I just want to see two great tag teams go at it. And see well, you can, what can have FDR can
1: win. I mean, you can have FDR run off us. Of, I mean, I think FDR is going to end up with Tully Blanchard as their manager. I think they're kind of setting up for that, and mm-hmm. I think that's like the going back to old school. You know, I think that'd be
0: a great idea. You put him with Tully Blanchard.
1: Because then you know you got Arnie Anderson on the other side of the ring. Maybe Arnie Anderson gets behind a tag team, and now you've got that whole dynamic. I mean, I think what AEW is doing pretty good is they're layering things. They're adding, they're putting, they're putting layers to these things. So where it's not just a, a feud between two guys or two teams, you're actually adding additional layers to it. So you can add in other people. And that's how you sustain a feud, mm-hmm. right? As you bring in other people like Kenny Obega and the young mucks together. And you know, that when he splits off from them, there's a whole separate feud there. He can get a partner and go after the young bucks, or he can go after uh page. Um, you know, and where is Cody stand at all? Does Cody go with Omega? Does Cody go with the Bucks? You know what I mean? like There's a lot of... They're doing a really good job in setting up that, that type of thing where you've got a feud that could sustain because you're adding other members.
0: And then you can have FTR take the belts, put a beat down on Omega, and that starts your feud with the Bucks.
1: I mean, there's a lot of good tag teams. I mean, there's really a lot of different directions to go. Yeah.
2: I'll change my opinion. I'll go with FTR then. Of course you will. No, he he sold it. Um, yeah. I still don't know about having the belts there, but that would that would uh, at least move the Omega Hangman feud going. That's event inevitably coming. I'm curious to see how the fans react to FTR uh, once there's crowds. I'm really concerned that they're not going to be as over as they think. Um, and that's based on we saw all the internet fans uh, myself included that loved the revival but yet when you went to raw or smackdown i think they were on smackdown for a while there or and raw for that matter they weren't getting the reaction i'm really concerned that that's going to happen once crowds resume on the AEW side hopefully i'm wrong
0: but was that similar to arn and tully when they came and they did their wwe run
2: they were, but they were also massive heels. I think, and they had Bobby Heenan, so I felt like they were still getting. I think they were getting more of a reaction than the FTR were.
1: Their style didn't suit WWE well at all. Yeah, Hart and okay. Tully, so they were a mismatch from the beginning.
2: I still remember they had a great tag match with the Hart Foundation at the '89 SummerSlam. So I, they but I'm I really
1: not saying could... they couldn't have great matches. They just their style just didn't. NWA style, WWS style were two different things.
2: No. Yeah, that's true. But yet they still put the belts on them, so go figure. All right, Uh, so we're in agreement, then, FTR. Women's title.
0: Uh, I don't care. Who
2: who cares? (laughs) Moving on. Okay.
1: (laughs) Britt Baker, move on.
2: I would say Britt Baker, but if she's not ready, then I think you do the rematch with Nyla Rose because Rio is not around. Otherwise, I wouldn't mind seeing Rio and Akira Shida. All right, TNT title.
0: Is it going to be finished at this time, or is it still a work in
1: progress? Winner has to finish the title. Yeah. I think it's time for Cody to lose the belt.
2: Okay. I'm just trying Two? to think
1: about who who would be the next. I think I would normally say Matt MJF. Cardona. No, I would. I would normally say MJF, but they're not going to wrestle anymore, right? I mean. So
2: who said that?
1: Well, I mean, there. I I thought that feud was kind of done. I mean, MJF won that feud, so I always think MJF maybe more for the world title at this point. Okay. So I'm trying to think who would be a worthy. I I think you got to put it on. I don't know. I don't like Spear. I don't like Spears. I don't like uh, Cage. Um. I don't. I don't like. Uh, What's his name? Jake the Snake. I think that Jake's the Snake should be on TV more often because his interviews are great. But Lance Archer. Lance Archer. I don't know. I mean, maybe Archer deserves a, a rematch, and maybe he gets the T V title. But I tend to think the T V title is more like a work a workman's title. You know what I mean? A guy who can who can go with a lot of different styles. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the Intercontinental title was always considered like the workers' title, and the world title was, mm-hmm. you know, like Hogan. You didn't have like mm-hmm. two Hogans except when you had the Ultimate Warrior. For the most part, you, your Intercontinental title was your worker, and your world title was your, you know, muscle man, I guess, or whatever you want to call him. So I'm trying to think, like, the TV title, who would be the worthy successor at this point? Who would be someone who can carry the belt, defend it every week, put on a good match? I don't know. I'm trying to think. You guys have any thoughts on that?
2: He's not a worker. Um,. So I, I would say I would say Brian Cage would be the next challenger but you know what? Triple Threat. Cage and Darby Allen. And maybe Allen gets the pin on Cody Rhodes and Allen is your TV champ. Let's give let's give Allen a shot. I mean, he's one of the most over guys on that roster and they haven't really done a ton with him he's hurt, Right? Well, he's back now.
1: Yeah, all right. So I'll go with Darby Allen.
2: Okay, so you're saying one-on-one, or would you do on a triple threat?
1: Okay. I want, if he's going to win, I want it to be clean. I don't want him to win because of somebody else.
2: Okay, because they've already leaned towards him feuding with Cage. Right. That's why, that's why I'm saying triple threat. I don't like the idea. I'd rather see Darby versus Cody one-on-one, but I think they've already set it up, so that's the way I would get around it, make it a
0: triple threat. Freddie? I would fantasy book it, and I would bring in Rusev, okay. and I would have Rusev be
1: the tv champ could you imagine b- the, before Mirror's the days walk, of, before the days I mean. of internet if rusev actually showed up on tv and you were just watching and you're like oh, all of a sudden he's there yeah. and he was a like, challenger had, you'd lose he he really your mind so, yeah. <laughs> but now it'd be on the internet three weeks before so you'd be like eh, it's rusev cool okay yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> actually rusev straight up that might be better and then you could still do cage and Alan. i like that idea I mean, the other option is you put him up there against Moxley and have him job out because that's what AEW does with the title that's since the Moxley's it won it. <laughs> so, all right, Moxley, who are you having in face? MJF. Thoughts? I agree.
0: And MJF wins. Yes. I put the belt on MJF, yeah.
2: All right, we're all in agreement there. Unfortunately, the way they're booking it now, it almost seems like Cage is going to get a rematch, which I, I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. I mean, dude, you're saying there's many layers. I hope these layers come out.
1: Well, on on the other part of it, they've been doing a real poor job with that. And the mm. latest signee, like if they sign Rusev, he could be the next challenger. Yeah, which I don't agree with. I think you got to earn your stripes.
2: I would. So. You know what? Rusev versus uh, Brody Lee, first debut. Put it. Put a kink in the uh, in the dark order. And just have him
0: destroy Brody Lee.
2: I'm sorry. You think Brody Lee wasn't over in WWE? I feel like he's at the same level or lower, and in, in, in AEW, I don't feel like he's over at all.
1: Oh, I agree with yeah. you. Well, when your biggest acquisition is Colt Cabana, you know.
0: <laughs> boom! Boom! Colt Cabana! Boom!
1: <laughs> you know what? I want you to sing all the the wrestlers' uh, theme songs. I want you to do like a whole, a whole. Show of just that. Every wrestler we bring up, you have to sing their theme song. Yeah. <laughs> He's thinking about it, I'm Freddy. That, no. He's thinking about it.
2: No, I'm not. I'm th- I'm thinking. Wow, I'd better. There better be a site with like the lyrics for every theme song for me to ever
1: be able uh, I'll, to. I'll I'll find them if I know who you're doing. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm scroll I'm scrolling through the AEW roster page. The librarian Peter Avalon, zero and twenty. <laughs> The guy hasn't even won one match.
1: <laughs> the librarian?
2: Yeah, Peter Avalon. He's the he's the one that's sitting ringside with the books all the time. Uh,
1: I, don't, I don't even know who that is.
2: Well, there you go. AEW's got a bunch of guys that do he
1: doesn't have his own shirt like Pineapple Pete, so I don't know who he is.
2: <laughs> they should have had Pineapple Pete face him. <laughs> Coincidentally, Pineapple Pete is not listed on this roster anywhere.
1: I don't think that's his name. I think that's what Jer- Jericho calls him that. if I know
2: what he looks like. He's not on the roster. Okay. Somehow, Marco fucking stunt is. There's a guy I wouldn't mind the Dark Order destroying. Can't stand that little fuck.
1: Wow. Okay. That's not how you really feel. Good.
2: No problem. All right. So, I think that's a wrap for this week. Next week. And we're going to give you guys an opportunity. Let us know about your first Evers in wrestling, your first live event, your first pay-per-view, your favorite attended event, that sort of thing. Because we're going to be giving you a little look at how we became wrestling fans. What what captivated us that first time that we were like, oh, wow, this is cool. I got to watch this. What was our first TV shows, pay-per-views, et cetera. So we're going to be doing that next week. Uh, thanks to Rob for throwing that idea out. Uh, I know I, we've talked about doing something like that before. And... We're trying to be different, so we're going to go with it.
0: Sounds good. I'm I'm excited for next week's episode. I got my list going, so I like it.
1: I'm personally excited have for to... two weeks' episode.
2: <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners have no idea what you're talking about. You're not
1: going to be here in two weeks, right?
2: Now
0: they know.
1: Now they know. It's going to be the Rob and Freddy extravaganza
0: yes the encyclopedia list show will we be
1: (laughs) sans encyclopedia (laughs) sans encyclopedia
2: yeah and i know what's gonna happen that thursday i'm gonna text you guys and be like you guys did talk and schedule an episode right
1: And we're gonna be like new phone who dis (laughs) (laughs) all right guys
0: we thank you guys so much for listening again uh, let us know your thoughts on what your fantasy booking would be, along with ours. TheSportsFrenzyPodcast.com, Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Instagram. Find us, like us, subscribe, and we appreciate you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.